This is the Amner Martinez Podcast. Welcome to the Amner Martinez Podcast. My name is Amner Martinez, and I will be your host. I am an immigrant from the country of Guatemala, and I've been living in Iowa since 1995. My professional background is in the staffing and recruiting industry, and I have been heavily involved in the local entertainment scene for the last 12 years. In this podcast, I will be sharing conversations with local people in entertainment, business, sports, nonprofits, food, arts, and culture. So stick around for some great conversations. Welcome back. Welcome back. And Welcome now back. we are on iTunes. Now we're on iTunes. We're on iTunes. <laughs> so you have no excuse not to listen to this podcast. Yes. Are we on Spotify too? Uh, I was going to check that. All right. So that. Spotify. So how do people get to iTunes? Do they go to the iTunes market? Uh, no, they just go to the podcast app that's already pre-installed on, on your phone. And then you just search for the Amner Martin Amner Martinez, and it'll pop. And then you just hit the button that says subscribe. So make sure that you do that. All right. So welcome back. It's been it's been a whirlwind since the last episode. The one with the Warren Morrow um, music festival team, and um, and we were super excited. And then the festival happened, and we got stormed, and we got. Yeah, it was like the Titanic. Yeah. Like I felt like uh, <laughs> I felt like that whole place was gonna tilt, <laughs> you know, and then we we're gonna be like yeah. sliding down. And but it's a long story. But we got to a venue uh, where you play. Yeah. Uh, or where you have a residency there. Um, shout out to them, right? Yeah. What's the club name? Scarret. 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 It's in Clive. Uh, shout out to um, Oscar. The owner, great guy. So yeah, he saved he saved us. We moved the venue within two hours. We were already there, set up, and we and were everybody we were, was there already. We were able to salvage something that it was. It looked I mean, like it yeah, was. Yeah, it was a good show too. It was a good look. Yeah, you know, by all like uh, accounts. Yeah, it yeah. was a good look. If um, you just showed up like at ten, you wouldn't have thought that nothing bad happened. That it was supposed to be right. There. That was mm -hmm. supposed to be there. Yeah. So. Um, so anyway, so ever since then, um, you know, we haven't been able to post anything, but we're coming back. Um, we got some cool conversations. This next episode is with Siobhan Spain, the director of Mainframe Studios, uh, here downtown Des Moines, which they're doing really great things. If you go to mainframestudios.org. Obviously, it gives you all of the information that you need. But basically, what they're doing is a nonprofit uh, that is housing artists at affordable prices. Mm -hmm. um, so, and they're like really nice spaces too. Yeah, everything in there is like a super nice space. Yes, and they have like a this whole big room where they can do like weddings. Yeah, I've seen some people like do metal. Yeah, shit. they got like all like kinds of artists. Stuff, they yeah. have like a, a, a glass blower. Yeah. Um, from that to photographers to, I mean, all kinds of artists, gamers, nonprofits are there. So she talks about all that and what they're trying to do. But what I like about that, besides that, is they also do uh, what they call First Fridays. 
and it's a free event every first Friday of the month. And every event, it's like you've been to it, right? You DJ yeah. there too. Yeah, a couple times. So, um, you know, it's something that Des Moines is still like a lot of people haven't discovered. I think because mm-hmm. I heard about it like three months ago. Um, really? Yeah. Just now. Yes. Yeah, it's been going on for yeah a minute. So it uh, a hot minute. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a very hot minute. A very hot minute. <laughs> I know. So I don't know what. And I it's successful because you know th- even the first time that I was there. It was, you know, they had a, yeah. a good, very good turnout. It says that they get like around fifteen hundred people any given yeah, Friday. Yeah. That that yeah. um, so I've been there for the last three, four f- Fridays, um, and I'm gonna probably go every first Friday from now on because like the kids get exposed to all this mm. art and just like cool stuff that mm. you think that it doesn't exist, that it only exists in big cities, but like these guys are doing it. Yeah. So I advise everybody to go. First Fridays, literally, it's first Friday of every month, um, and go to uh, mainframestudios.org. Um, so Siobhan was gracious enough to come and and talk to us, and um, yeah, we talked about you know it kind of makes sense once she starts talking and once she starts telling her story, it makes sense the position that she's in. Yeah, it's just the coolest place right now that I can think of for like any family. Uh, especially like in winters is going to play pretty cool because mm-hmm. there's always, you know, we want something to do first Friday. So uh, I want to thank Siobhan for coming and uh, spending some time with uh, with us here. Um, this is episode 12. Uh, we have more episodes coming up. So usually we do like a few in a row and then we take. Yeah. And, and don't don't uh, forget to look it up on the podcast app on the iPhone. We're still working on getting this on Spotify. On Spotify. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Yeah. My so pleasure. So, Siobhan. 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 Yeah. And you say it's Gaelic? It's Gaelic. So, the B-H ends up being almost silent. So, mm-hmm. it comes out more as a V. Okay. So, Siobhan. Siobhan. So, is that where you're from? <laughs> is that where your parents are? Like, like, what's the... Great, what's great your grandparents. Okay. So, my Irish background is much longer than my Dutch. So, I'm Irish and Dutch. Okay. So, my grandfather came over from Holland and uh, moved to South Dakota. Okay. But my Irish heritage, even though it's like three quarters of my heritage, uh-huh. it's a longer generation that's been here. So I don't know any relatives in Ireland, even though my namesake suggests it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Siobhan. Spain. Spain. So the idea with like black Irish was during the Spanish Armada. Spaniards got stuck in Spain. Believe it or not, I used to have black hair. Oh. And so it was like that kind of heritage, the Spanish um, heritage in Spain. In Ireland, basically. Ah, I see. Do you ever go back to... Uh, I've been to Ireland once and loved it. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And I love Holland. I mean, it's it's a tough toss Have you up. ever done like the um, the the DNA no. sister thing? I'm kind of afraid. Why? <laughs> because like Big Brother has enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> yes. I see what you what mean. What are they really going to use that for? Yeah. Like, sure, it's great to learn, but yeah. what That's are they true. using Didn't it for? Didn't some serial killer just got caught? Or because like he did that? Murder. Yeah. So really? There was like, yeah. So, like, I think it was last year. 
this that unsolved wasn't very smart. I know this unsolved murder or something. I don't know the Dang. details, but I know it was because he tried <laughs> to do the. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Being an axe murderer 101. Yeah. Don't do ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. The spit test. Yes. DNA. He pretty much gave it to them. Yeah. Like, here I am. <laughs> but it's kind of this. Um, you think we're falling on the trendy stuff like that, that people are incriminating them. So like this face oh, app thing. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, like we're willingly giving. Yes. All this people information. information. I think we've gotten to a point where like, well, they know everything already. Who cares right? at this point? Yeah. We're crossing over like to that major acceptance. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Who cares? Although there's there's holdouts, my husband is one of them. Yeah, I I'm I'm sharing everything. Yeah, but I don't do those uh, like ten year challenge or face app. Right. Or like whatever is trending, I don't do it. Yeah. I'm still in that. I'm still participating in this whole social mm-hmm. media experiment and how mm-hmm. we are oversharing and sharing. Yeah. And, um, but. Do you know anybody? My husband has n- never been on social media. Really? Yeah. I think that's rarer and My rarer. mom just well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is not on either, but she's My mom 87. has no friends on Facebook, and she wants it to be private. We're <laughs> 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 like, trust me, mom. Nobody's <laughs> it. But she's like, I don't want nobody looking at me. Good for her. But remember, uh, I think with Catherine, with Catherine, we talked a little bit about I'm 38, so, like, I do remember still mid-90s still being, mm-hmm. like, privacy was very held, like, precious, Absolutely. right? Yeah, and now it's Nothing. gone with the wind, but it's part of it, so we accept that we can't stay behind. No, Cause you if gotta, we do you know, tread that that line, and it's like, where, where are you gonna step over, where are you gonna stay on this side? Yeah, because if you don't, I think... Unless you're established mm-hmm. and your business is all good, then right, you can't be in the communications business or roles and not be and out not there. be on it because it's such a good tool too. Yep. So it's this yep. double-edged sword mm-hmm. that we're gonna stab ourselves. In the yes. <laughs> like the samurai. Yes. Like, I don't care. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about like how did you land in the director role of is that the the full name Mainframe Studios or yep. is this it? Is there yep. a okay. Mainframe Studios? Uh huh. What brought you to that? It was um, kind of an interesting journey. It all makes sense in the end. Okay. But the journey was kind of like, what the heck am I doing? So I um, grew up in a large family, mm-hmm. six siblings. I'm the youngest of seven, on a farm. That is large. In Iowa. <laughs> yeah. We were Catholic okay. farmers. That's uh-huh. what you do. Yeah. You breed your labor. And uh, so we kind of lived off the land. Parents were teachers and artists. And my whole sibling, like, brotherhood is all creative. I mean, they're just, they have creativity coming out mm, every pore. It's really? just been amazing to grow up around just these Farmers, by default, are resourceful. Uh-huh. You know, they like to make do, fix things, yeah. see how they can utilize resources in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sensitive to the weather and, you know, 
growing, you have to have some sort of like connection to the mm-hmm. earth and, you know, the greater, bigger picture of the land. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to, off to school to University of Iowa. Thought naturally I was going to be an art major. Like that's only makes sense okay and then I had a uh, teacher's assistant tell me to draw my shoes and I'm like my mom had me do this when I was like four so like I'm gonna pay money so like your parents were also uh, you said farmers but they had some creativity. creativity yes my dad was in a band he okay. led I think I named his band I really? named it the keynotes when <laughs> I was very little he was a big band guy so okay. he had the ruffly shirts and the the great, um, what do they call it? Like music stands that had their name on it and mm-hmm. they do Valair ballroom and oh. you know, all this stuff. It was very awesome. What kind of music did he play? Like big band, like okay. old school. But then he, then he, um, went into the more of the Irish folk music as well. So he's okay. done a lot of a big mix, but that was what his band did. So what he instrument a lot did he play? He was a singer. Okay. Played the trumpet. The guitar and the banjo. He's oh. very. Uh, so he that's woke a us up. Full art, like artistic person. Completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely, and I even have some works of art by him on my walls. He's very creative. And my mom um, was one of those kids who had incredible artistic talent, but her parents wouldn't let her go to art school because that doesn't bring in money uh-huh. so you've got to be a teacher secretary yeah. or nurse yeah and so she ended up being an art teacher and she okay. is um i hands down one of the most talented artists i know but she's a typical self-deprecating artist and doesn't okay. think anything she does is oh, worth anything okay you know, that sort i think of every but i think yeah. every artist has a little, a little bit, of, bit that, of that right yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and it's healthy you yeah. know not get a not too to big be, of ego yeah get grounded yeah so yeah some from both sides and um and so going to art school thinking that i'm not going to waste my money by somebody telling me to draw my shoes how Mm -hmm. else can i use these funds and this time and realized i need to go into business um artists need people looking out for them and doing the business side of it because here i have all these artists none of them have any business background so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna fill that gap Mm -hmm. in the family tree and so it worked out you know i was in business school and people are like what the heck how are you gonna use business and art those two things literally when i was in school did not go together people did not understand why i want to do both of those so then i just moved around and did a lot of arts administration how old were you when you made this Uh, decision probably probably 19 or 20 but still feeling it out like yeah. i still kept an art history degree as my balance through mm-hmm. college because business was tough and the fact that it wasn't my my tribe um but i totally appreciated the systems that it presented and allowed me to learn mm-hmm. and organizing and all that good stuff so that was that was good it fed my like dutch heritage <laughs> everything in order everything okay. has a place you know uh-huh. that sort of thing so um then i went and moved around quite a bit after college as uh, i think serves as well especially in iowa you got to get out of iowa and mm-hmm. see the world a bit so yeah. i moved to seattle for a little bit went down to santa fe for a while my my family's always had um, so the west coast 
Yes. Yep. And then Los Angeles after that and did a variety of things relating to the arts. So I was on a grassroots arts board. I ran a nonprofit, contemporary nonprofit, pretty big institution in Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. I worked for an artist blacksmith. I managed his studio office and helped him do installations and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Okay. Um, he ended up getting a MacArthur Genius Grant, so that was fun. To yeah. Like it totally did not surprise me after working with him. Yeah. And then in LA, I ran a, I directed an art gallery, a contemporary art gallery. Um, I served on a committee at the Santa Monica Museum of Art for their fundraiser. Um, I oversaw some grant applications for the Times Foundation, the Los Angeles Times Foundation, stuff like that. So I was able to see all these different ways to support artists. Yeah. And so really when I came back to Des Moines, decided to come back and came across Justin, who's the founder of mainframe, mm-hmm. all those skills kind of aligned Yeah. and into this job because it's, um, so multifaceted yeah. and such a big role for the community. Just the fact that there's so many artists we service yeah. through mainframe mm-hmm. and, knowing all those different parts and knowing how to advocate for the individual artist, I thought is my biggest, proudest thing that I bring to the job because I think, um, honestly, it's, it's, it's funny. I'm still trying to articulate it. I think there's a lot of still stereotypes about artists Mm -hmm. and what they need and who they are. And they don't, I mean, I I love knowing their process. I love understanding the artists Mm -hmm. and not coming up from a business person, coming up from a arts advocate. Sure. But being able to straddle both worlds. Which this, this kind of lent itself, right? Like, so mainframe is a, is a nonprofit Mm -hmm. project. Mm -hmm. So you do get the chance of looking at it from a, uh, appreciator of art. Yeah. Absolutely. And not just like, got to meet the bottom line. and No, right, right. And it's all that is the thing. Yeah. It's my business background totally comes in handy in that regard. Just mm-hmm. knowing that it needs to make good business sense. Right. And we need to have systems in place that makes it efficient. Um, and it's all so we can give more back to the community and the artists. Yeah. You know? So I just, so I heard about Mainframe. It opened... Last year or two years ago? We're going on two years. Two years? Yeah. So we, our first public event was the end of October in 17, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but it's kind of uh, the model that... Yes. What's his name? Justin? Justin Mandelbaum. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he did that same thing in... Uh, he did something similar in Lowell, Massachusetts. He okay. kind of fell into it as a... As property developer landlord okay okay. um he had a tenant in a big warehouse in lowell massachusetts default and so um go bankrupt and then they had to figure out how to fill this big open space and of course artists come out of the woodworks when there's big open space to be had yeah and so he found there was such a demand for it Mm -hmm. but through that process he also found the flaw in the formula of artist studios so artists uh, if you do a google search right now on artists getting priced out there'll be a new headline every week um it is so pervasive in new york and 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 when you may get priced out what do you mean by that so like they don't have affordable workspace okay so like all the new yorkers you know new york is 
uh, struggling with how to retain artistic talent because they're the the places are getting converted into higher priced lofts and retail yeah. and restaurants and stuff like that and that means there's and less some artists can go a long time without selling some of sure, their work yeah and they need that flexibility of affordability it's yeah. not because necessarily they're starving it's because they need that time to experiment and develop a new body of work make mm. collaborations meet people and just do their work be yeah. able to focus on it whether you're established or a, a new new artist out of college so mainframe would be their second go around like they're sharper yes from the first nonprofit. because you know if it's not nonprofit, it's always going to change hands um we wanted to show that an artist studio building um you know they can function in so many different formats business formats but we wanted to show value in creating a nonprofit art studio building of this size mm -hmm. um so we can be compared so to the art center mm -hmm. des moines performing arts mm -hmm. so we wanted to be an institution like that so we wanted yeah. the individual the infrastructure for individual artists to be as important as our art center mm -hmm. and showing that it needs to be a nonprofit um, model so artists have a place in the heart of our city for generations to come yeah. so after we're gone it still exists so it'll it it uh no matter who's in charge it's right. the same it's yes. the same model the same yeah and that's so rare i think i think because even though landlords um even in minneapolis find a lot of value in providing space for artists i think the value of artists is still underrepresented severely what they contribute to our economy our social good yeah. our quality of life i think because artists can make do with nothing and so um a lot of them just want to you know hole up and and do their work and so they're not super demanding <laughs> either yeah so you know people just take advantage of that or see it in different ways you know and just be like oh well it's no big deal. They just need a building. But I think to bring them front and center mm -hmm. and really highlight them and give them connections to mm -hmm. resources and exposure in new ways and community to each other. I mean, we have 160,000 square feet. We're only halfway done and we already have 89 tenants. I mean, just wow. think of that community that's even within the building. So all of them at one point were working from from their home, home or their basements or garages or not having not working at all yeah too they just didn't have space and you have like a variety because i saw there's like a a blower glass like blower yeah mm -hmm. we have people that work in stone like really large stone work we have um a woodworker in there we've got game developers um that are totally changing the story of game developing really? so they're doing it for social good numinous games and substrate is in there they're both doing it in educational or social good practices so they um are really showing people that you can't box in gaming you know there's so yeah. many uses and so many things that it can do in a positive way for people um they've been folk they've been um Josh Larson, for instance, has been on CBS Sunday Morning. His his work featured on CBS Sunday Morning and also the App Store regularly just for the good work that they're doing and really cutting-edge stuff Yeah, right here like in Des Moines. It feels like there's a <laughs> pivotal time, right? I like think so. The, uh, because I think 
maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know, like 2009, so 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, everything seemed to be just oh local artists, but like they they wouldn't even take themselves serious because right the you know like we were talking right. about earlier they already they're already insecure <laughs> they <Yeah>. already have <laughs> and then there's no market for them or whatever yeah if you think of what they have to do to be an artist they're they're exploring they're experimenting and yeah. by default i think that makes them a bit vulnerable yeah even though they are so resourceful and give back many just by default just yeah. by the fact of being an artist that's yeah. is there's this give and take and i think they're sensitive to that in life and yeah. they like to participate in it actively I think some of it, I think we talked about this when we first met, was where uh, uh, everybody was doing like this pro bono, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know, let me help you build your sure. portfolio and vice versa. And then yes. there's never growth. Exposure. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> That's the best selling. And then, so I think what Mainframe is doing then is not that they needed legitimacy as artists, but. Right. In the business right. sense, so that yeah. they can say, um, "This is my price tag." Absolutely. This. I mean, that if if there's one thing we can do, that is my top goal. Um, I think that it, it you used the words earlier that I use. It's like we wanted to create a space where we take their work seriously, so they can take themselves seriously. And right. I think that's a motto that I live by because we didn't just stick them in an old building it's like let's renovate this building that yeah. looks awesome yeah. and contemporary and it's air conditioned yeah. <laughs> it's got 24 7 access and security you know cameras everywhere for their safety and they've got free fiber wi-fi because you can't function without yeah. that you know <laughs> so there's just a lot of things that we've just upped the ante and just say, you know what, artists deserve this. Yeah. Just like any other company you're trying to recruit, I think cities need to be actively recruiting artists yeah. <laughs> for their livelihood as an as a community. I think it's just it's what we get back from artists is priceless and we're struggling to try to quantify quantify it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we can tell the story to the people that need the data, the metrics, you know. So I heard also that like this model is like even other cities don't have it. No, they don't. Not at this size, especially. I think people have done it in very smaller, you know, obviously there's nonprofits that give space to artists, Mm -hmm. but not on this scale by any means and not on this level of quality. So right now you're on what you call phase two yes we're fundraising to finish it yeah okay yeah so we have two vacant floors still okay but we have a wait list of 100 artists who've all paid a deposit yeah and there's more waiting in the wings it's amazing the demand is totally there okay and we're lining um up a really impressive list of a fundraising cabinet to help us finish this project and i it's totally gonna happen yeah of course i could i wish i could snap my fingers and it would be all paid for but it takes time so what's (laughs) what do you what's you what do you foresee when it when it kind of it's uh done and i think more of the same i think we're able to once we're so we're self-sustaining that's another Mm -hmm. thing about us that's unique um so we even though we're a nonprofit, we're going to be able to um pay our own operating costs 
and even build an endowment mm -hmm. for ourselves to make sure that we're here for generations to come so we don't have to constantly fundraise. Yeah. So we are making probably over over 400 grand a year right now. We want to double that in order to be able to cover everything. Yeah. Um, so that'll that's another incentive for us to get these floors done. So yeah. we don't have to. So you think like 2020 for yes. like the building? Yeah. All this? Okay. Well, that's just next year. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. So maybe 21, but it's done. We're probably going to do a floor. Um, I'm really hoping we have to cut in like 80 windows oh. in the space and I hope to do that starting this fall and definitely by the time the snow flies we want those windows done um, because otherwise we have to wait until spring and I'd rather do it oh, sooner than okay. later yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so we'll have we'll probably be able to add about 100 more studios and add the to those disciplines we're all about like showing young people all the possibilities and pursuing yeah. a creative career we want that cross discipline so they can collaborate. I mean, yeah. It just happens naturally. People are like, you should, you know, require them to do this and this and give this. I'm like, you don't know. You See, this is um, what I mean. I, I you know tell artists. artists. How, yeah, yeah. Never you, tell artists you've how known what to for do. since your childhood. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing you. <laughs> you wouldn't tell a CEO what, how to do their job. Yeah. You know, it's like let's just give them space and the opportunity and access to resources. I think it's like let let it go. And oh my God, the stories that are coming out of there are amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. working. And you also do what you call First Fridays. Yes. So once oh. a month, every first Friday of the month. We try to do a different theme each time, right? To make it like just I've been to the last two. And yeah, they're interactive. They're awesome. There's a couple of things. Uh, maybe you know his name, but he had the screens, um, and he was playing music, and the screens were changing. Yes. Yep. Uh, Scott Caven in Distracted Ideas had mm -hmm. those interactive, like screens. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was awesome. I mean, so much fun. And that's the cool thing that. Um, you know, this is like big city kind of stuff. Right. And right. and we have it here. Just people need to know that. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh my god, this is. I'm gonna be here every every first Friday because, yeah. like, you know, it's uh, it's cool. It's for it's open to the public. Yeah. There's no Free, cover to get in. Totally open to families. I love the fact that families just come make a night of it because we have food and drink yeah, and yeah, music. Food out. Yeah, I love First Fridays because it just gives me motivation to keep doing what yeah. I'm doing because, you know, we sometimes have as many as 1,500 people come on a oh Friday wow. night. And it's a big space, so you don't feel it's really that crowded, but there's nope. a lot of yeah. people in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And up know? and down, going up and down the elevator to yeah. check out the... Yeah. I was I was literally mind blown. I'm like, oh, that's believe. awesome. Yeah, it's I a, love that. Yeah, Thank I went you. to all the... Uh, uh, and I... I thought that I was like in the known <laughs> in the morning, right? Yeah. Um, but no, it's like so. I I can only imagine. You know, when a young artist walks in on a yeah uh, uh, first Friday and they're like, "Oh, I could have one. I can do it here." Yes, actually, you know, and, and, and that's and so interact awesome. with other artists and because I think artists only understand other artists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they you like know, learning from other artists. Yeah, and and. Uh, living you know or you know working near each other yep. and having mm -hmm. the space that belongs to them i think mm -hmm. i think it only good things can happen yeah, yeah i totally agree and that's what's happening because you know some some people are like that have been in the like art profession for a long time like artists are difficult to work with aren't they 
And it's funny. I'm like, well, I guess if you make it difficult to work with them, I mean, where's the two-way street there? You know, it takes some responsibility. It's like, honestly, it's like, it's just like anybody else. I mean, sure, you can run into challenges, but it's a matter of how you deal with them. What has been the, the toughest part about this, about this project, you think? Um definitely fundraising you know it's 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 something that i cannot i will celebrate so hugely when it's over because if you think about all the energy then we're able to spend on just making the space better and greater for des moines but we have to devote a certain amount of energy right now towards fundraising it's totally fine it's part of the mix um i'm all in but man it'll be so wonderful to see it actually happen companies are moving in yeah they've already moved in Yes. Talk to them. I know. We're making inroads, you know. I said Apple. It's hard, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they're so um, behemoth Mm. and you don't, they intentionally don't make it easy to reach out to them. Okay. You know? I mean, we've done some fundraising on the smaller scale, but um, but yeah, uh, it takes a few years for for a big corporation to start to responding to the email. Absolutely. I mean, I'm talking about on our scale for the festival, um, but it's just a matter of time, though. So, like, mm-hmm. fundraising is all about persistence, steady. Oh, it is <laughs> stay, right. Yeah, stay. Yeah. Because it's a no means no right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, a no is like right now. They said no, but at yeah. least they know of us. Yes. At no, least they said no. <laughs> absolutely right. Like that's a positive, right? In, in right, you get a response. A like, yeah, at least they responded. They I'm starting no. to get um, funders and corporations reaching out to me to fun- to apply for money. Yes. So that's a good sign, right? So wait, so uh, I they want l- to contribute. Yes. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, we want to make sure that you know how to ask for funding. Yeah. So the tide is turning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I I have felt it. I have felt it in our established, you know, the fact that we have successes and stories to date. We have been telling our story. And even though we're still pretty run under the radar, I mean, there's a reason. Uh I mean, sure, we have a ton of artists, but we only have one staff member, which is me. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, there's always so much I can do as far as like jumping up and down and making sure everybody knows about it. Yeah. But I've been focusing on let's just do our job and do our job well. Yeah. And let the chips fall as they may and let our success tell the story. Yes. So I can totally slowly feel us being, like you said, more legitimate yeah. funder. Yeah. Like for funders, like, oh, maybe now we can say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like you say. Somehow it does, take, it does take a little bit longer. Um, I mean, you. I feel like you guys are dealing in a different scale that we are as far as fundraising but i think the uh, dynamics are the same mm-hmm. as far as yeah i think at any scale it is yeah it, it, it's uh, um somebody's gonna jump on board once they see that okay mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. there's two three years under their belt okay and then they yep. start to be like okay like right. if you're brand new yep it's like crickets like yeah no some of the anything. big funders you know require that you're operating for three years before they even consider and you think of like how can i operate for three years yeah. if i can't get funded? wait yeah yeah, yeah yeah so there's different funders for different uh parts of your process yeah because there have been amazing funders that helped us just get started i mean without their funding we wouldn't be here and it's just so awesome yeah. that they were able to 
really give us support and that pledge, you know, of approval yeah. um, right from the get-go. I mean, it does take all types of funders that come in at different times. Do you guys do you work do you guys do you guys work with the uh, arts festival at all? We do, in a sense, through our artists. We do. Okay. And then, like, I would I um did a talk down there, like one a roundtable like discussion that they offer. Okay. Um, in their VIP tent about art, and then we usually have probably. Th- so you're kind of pitching. <laughs> yeah, and just talking about like let's just talk art, you know? Let's yeah. Talk about what it takes to have an artist practice and and be able to do festivals like that so we we usually have um so we have arts related nonprofits in our building too so like um community support advocates for instance works with artists with disabilities oh okay and they won the governor's arts award last year for the work so they're actually a social service agency but this is a part of the program that they were able to expand because of mainframe so they really saw an opportunity to open up a studio for their clients in our space. And they define their clients as anybody that identifies with mental illness or a disability. They're able to come in and utilize their art supplies and oh, workshops. Wow. They're amazing. Yeah. So they have a booth at the arts festival, for instance. So we've kind of like work with some of these creative other creative endeavors in Des Moines just through our artists and that pr- kind of programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Earlier we were saying that, you know, when we travel to, we mostly go to the West Coast of California. Yes. Family out there. And uh, the questions are starting to, flip, you know, turn around. Like, so what does it take to live out there, you know, in mm-hmm. Iowa? Um, because it's, it's starting to, well, not starting to, it's been growing. I mean, everywhere yeah. you go, there's apartments built left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, new coffee people, shops, new restaurants. Coffee, a lot of people are moving in. Um, so there's, th- it feels like we're in the middle of this big wave of like change, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of cool to see things mm-hmm. from the infancies. Yeah, it's to, fun to have a know. play a hand. Yeah, you know, in it too. It's it's an exciting time for Des Moines. I just think there's there's a I think a greater awareness of um, expanding the cultural offerings in Des Moines and mm-hmm. being inclusive and um, cross-pollinating a lot, you mm-hmm. know, partnerships. And I think that's all proving very fruitful yeah. for many people. There's always more work to do, but it's yeah. nice that you, f- I feel awareness of it. At least yeah. people are aware and, and trying I think there's an inspirational aspect to it. Um, I mean, just on the music aspect, you know, mm-hmm. 8035, um, like 11 or 12 years ago, you know, they started. Uh, and right. now the music scene here, at least in the festival aspect, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very healthy. Like the, all those music festivals are, you know, they get the crowd that they want. Mm-hmm. And, um and all these other festivals, like the art festival, the Latino yep. Heritage Festival, the Italian people festival. People are turning out. Yeah, so right? there's like a ton of stuff going on. Super in exciting. Uh, and the mainframe is becoming, or is, and becoming yeah. one of those uh, cradles of... Uh, yeah, it's which fun. Is interesting. Like, I'm totally going to be there every Friday yeah. just to see what... What do you guys got? 
what is the next Friday? When okay, so this one's going to be our mini... We might, it might not air by the <laughs> time, <laughs> but fun. just tell me anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> every year we do a mini gaming expo, even though I say every year it's only our second year. Okay. But Josh Larson, who I mentioned with mm-hmm. Numinous Games, he mm-hmm. helps organize it. So he knows regional gamers that are doing really some interesting things that show the breadth of what can be done with gaming. So even it even includes um, tabletop gaming, VR, educational games. Um, even illustrators that are working with like comics and Comic-Con and stuff like that. So that cross, there's a lot under that, you know, title. But um, so we'll have probably about 20 different artists, vendors. So you'll come in and see all these new people. So the nice thing is we are able to not just work with our own artists, but okay. partner with other people to bring them in and I highlight, it's, which is super awesome. I love that part of are it Are they going to like have their games out? And everything? Yeah. You know what is so fun? And I knew this was going to happen. So last year, people were like, what is this going to be like? This is not going to be yeah, something yeah. I'm interested in at all. Yeah. And then you have these parents and teenagers connecting under a topic they never thought they would. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just so entertaining to witness Yeah, um, that parents really have fun and teenagers are getting out and understanding, like meeting the people developing these games that they love. And then they're also, while they're here at Mainframe, they get exposed to all the other artists there. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, it's a, it, it's got a lot of fingers so in a lot of different directions. So what is it? T- so an artist goes to the website yep. and, and applies? I know you say yeah, you have a long so waiting list. We do. We have, a, we have an application list. Um, and a, you have to submit basically a portfolio for us to just get an idea of um, what kind of medium you work in, what do you want to do with your career, um, what kind of space do you need, what uh-huh. size, all that uh-huh. stuff. So just so there's a lot of work done ahead of time um, and lessens the questions that we have to um, ask them later. So, but it's not first come, first serve. It's definitely curated. Okay. Um, there's not a guarantee that you'll get in mm-hmm. because we really consider a lot of things. You know, um, what medium are you working in? I can't have too many commercial photographers, sure. for instance. Yeah. I mean, I could fill the whole space with them. Yeah. No offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have to diversify in that regard. Yeah. And so, um, so that's a factor. Another factor is like just what they're in for it culturally mm-hmm. uh, in the sense of like, are they going to benefit from being in an arts community? Are they just kind of seeing this as a stop through or maybe a st- hobby storage unit? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so there's <laughs> filtering. Yeah, sure. You know, totally. curating, filtering, you know, whatever you want to call it, but it's got to be intentional. I think sure. that's a big part of our success is that we get the people in that know that they, um, they're part of our success that uh-huh. they're actively participating and they're willing to like, like Josh, like he loves helping out with one of our first Fridays. I love that fact. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just having that mindset and not that it's not that you can't be a introvert and hole up in your space and never participate in first Friday. We need those two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's really meaning a mix. I want a biggest mix of every kind in there. Yeah. Too. Was it were you guys plan B for summer in the city? Yes, we were. Okay. See, I'm so glad we have space. Yeah. That so was we can really say yes. Cool. My yeah, favorite yeah. thing to do is say yes. <laughs> we didn't have a plan B. I we know. We totally didn't have a plan B. What happened? 
we were not expecting uh i don't know what we never have rain um it was like 30 percent yeah chance chance for of rain yeah i was out of town and i it totally surprised me took a turn this way (laughs) and then we were like we literally got caught off guard the biggest way that you can think of tents were flying people oh were my gosh the, the bouncy houses were flying toward on oh grand no. they gotta oh g- no. have to go get it oh no but within 35 45 minutes we made a decision because there was a second one coming yes to move yep. it to a different location we the five organizers started calling texting yep yep everything and somehow by 8.30, we were uh, in Clive at this uh, club, Skedit, it's called. Uh, it holds about 500 people. And All right. They had Excellent. a sound. The owner was a sound guy. <laughs> we didn't. The uh. sound guys were like, we can't, you know, um, we'll let you borrow some equipment, but we don't have anyone. So right. the owner's like, you need a sound guy. And I'm like, no, you need to be our sound guy. Like, we don't have anyone. I've We called. Yeah. We don't have anyone. Yeah. So you need. And uh, yeah, somehow we only lost one and a half act because the second act, Paranderos. Uh, yeah. They only had like three songs in. Okay. Then the when the it happened. When it happened, but yeah, it was it's a wild, wow, wild wow. day. But it was amazing and uh, sad and happy and like yeah. it's just so, um, yeah, it's it's hard to process this, you know, when I you bet. work with it, something for like a year, so and right. then it just totally changes under your nose but you know what you said earlier is like we got to keep telling our story you know we got to tell a story we got to be able to uh, um, use that as as a uh, I mean selling point in a way to sponsors and grant Mm -hmm. you know people that write grants it's Mm -hmm. like we uh, um, it's a new chapter we survived somehow i think yes <laughs> we haven't looked at still the numbers. assessing <laughs> yes still <laughs> everything's still up until today right before you came we're still yeah. dealing with some stuff but but um but it reminded me that summer in the city it's this non-profit yes um uh, they bring music to underserved communities mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to parks and um we and they bring in really good artists yes got rained and mm-hmm. then we're like oh it's a mainframe let's yes. go <laughs> yeah that was, uh, that was pretty Good. cool excellent yeah toby parks has been such an ally and helping me out with a lot of things with mainframe and just booking acts and so it was a pleasure to be able to return you know i could do something for her and yeah uh, through mainframe and that was that was great i'm glad it worked out yeah yeah, yeah. and usually rain will like diminish turnout you know you never know in des moines yeah. yeah so um but thank you for coming and chatting with me. Yeah. You're like, I envy your job. I would want your job. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's we should have another talk. <laughs> you um, should you should have seen my day today. It's like, oh, my goodness, yeah. the things I have to do but to make this happen. <laughs> but there is an addictive part of it, right? Like the chaos. There's got to be some kind of... Um, like you gotta love that chaos too, in a way. Yeah, I mean, it keeps you going, you know. Even if it's not just like you had to deal with with your festival, it's like, yeah, there's some surprises. But sometimes you're, 
you're the kind of personality that can respond to it. Yeah. And you're grateful that you can because so not everybody can be that nimble. Yeah. Ryan Mullen, he's a, yeah. um, uh, he works at Moberg. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what my title is. <laughs> you're right. Moberg because he does, yeah. you know, everything. So, um, but he was crucial helping us. He also plays for Parandero. So right. um, he was crucial on the sound. I mean, I awesome. was just watching him just, you know, and I asked him the same question. I was like, isn't there a little bit of like, you got to love that chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to love that whole craziness. And he said something really interesting. He's like, yes, but Saturday it was kind of on the edge. Like, <laughs> On the edge of complete, yeah. like, there are those moments, like, yeah. what? Yes, the hell and is there gonna was. happen? <laughs> I remember running to uh, the uh, where Christina was like taking money. Yes, it literally, it's like a two foot by four foot long little, you know, uh, oh ticket. right, yes, ticket right. Thing. I literally go in there and I sit, and she looks at me, and I'm kneeling down, and she's like, "What are you doing, hiding?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> Just 30 seconds later yeah 30 like, seconds, like go process back. <laughs> yeah 30 <laughs> seconds later is like back into the war zone but yeah it's they you know you don't forget days like that so. no you don't no um, that's uh, very true yeah so thank you again for yeah. coming it was a pleasure, My pleasure. Uh, we'll have to do it it's again fun to connect yes yes thank you very much <laughs> okay so there you go so this is one of the reasons why i like doing this is because we are part of an industry that, you know, makes things happen, entertains people, you know, like mm. you're a DJ, you provide entertainment that, you know, we all need, you know, people work their ass off and they need some entertainment and mainframe studios is like a cradle for artists. And I think that everybody's responsibility is to, support the arts and go to this kind of places and show the city that like it's needed and it's wanted and it's uh you know the more people come to something the more the city responds the more you know it's it's definitely more needed than wanted yes right yeah i think though yeah yeah yeah. like if you don't like you need it i think it's a responsibility for yourself but if it's a responsibility for for you because you know, we live here, so if we want the city to grow, we need to, you know, attend these events and, like, show the city and all these, you know, sponsors and, and uh, grant writers, you know, that this, you know, is needed. And then also as a parent, you know, you want to show your kids all this, you know, cool shit. You know, like, last one was with the gamers uh, that we talked about on the podcast, and it was super cool. Luca was, like, so engaged, and every Friday we go, mm. we participate in something. Like, it's not just walking around looking at art which is awesome like they make it interactive so you participate Mm. in 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 the projects that they have which is like you know there there was a video that um uh we were just like the 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 guy just made us walk in front of a screen and they're like next month we're gonna have it on and then so we went the next month and they had a big screen like the size of a wall or maybe bigger like this super high-tech digital screen. Um, And then they played the video with music, and it was, like, really Mm. artsy. And then there we were, you know, walking across. It's just this um, interactive, like, kind of approach that they they take. Uh, So I get excited every time I go. So I think people should go and check it out. 
um, look them up on uh, mainframestudios.org uh, it's a great great it's right there on uh, Kio Way yeah Kiyosakwa so Kiyosakwa Way yeah it's like right downtown if I was an artist yeah. I would be super excited about this the Kiyosakwa Way the Kiyosakwa <laughs> <laughs> Kiyosakwa Way. Yeah, it's right yeah. there, right off of 235. You get off on Kia Way, mm-hmm. um, and it's right there, Mainframe Studios. From the outside, it doesn't, you know, it's very... It looks like a business place. Yeah, but, but inside, it's a beautiful place to take uh, to take yourself, mm-hmm. go on a date. Here in the next year, that place is going to, like... Blow up be with, like, a bunch of talent. The place That's to cool. be. Any event that they'll throw, it'll mm-hmm. be, like, the place to be. In my eyes, so we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, the Emner Martinez podcast. I have like really cool. I've had a couple cool, exciting uh, conversations with other people, and um, you know, keep sharing this, comment on them, yeah, uh, subscribe, share, sh- share it on your social media. Yeah, tell people about it. Yeah, listen to it. Yeah, this is important. These are cool kinda, conversations. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> It's They're cool conversations. Yeah, yeah that's you debatable. Know what? No, listen. No, listen. Listen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, listen. This is this is um, you know, there's so much shit going on anywhere. Think about it. E- either it's racially or politically or um, and you know, we're always going through stresses financially. Um, and th- you know, this type of stuff, like the people that I've been talking to. They provide this kind of relief of like, not an escape, but just like, all right, shit's happening, but here's something that we can do, you know, and like still continue to live our lives instead of being too bitter. I think we can dive into this bitterness, which you have, we have all the reasons in the world to do, you know, all the shit's happening. It's fucked up, you know? Um, Yeah. It is. Think about it. So if you go, I mean, if you dive deep into that, you will become bitter and you'll be depressed and it'll but be you could also this is to me this is a, a way for us to uh you know get everyone to get to know us break uh bread with us uh you can see it that way you know if you if you listen to this podcast at home you know it'd be like you, you know we just walked into your house and had a conversation with us uh, I think that's important that's the yeah. part that that to me is important that, okay. that people get to know us yeah uh, you know, us being different, you know, different backgrounds or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's the part that, that I think is the, the most yeah. important too. Yeah. Cause we're not trying back. to make it, uh, this, um, specific to like one type of person, you know, like we're talking to human beings Yeah. that have cool jobs and that have cool missions and that want to make, you know, want to make a contribution however they, they do it, you know. So, it's exciting. I'm still having fun. You're having well, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just bitter, man. I'm really you bitter. You just love man. being yeah, bitter. I just love being very miserable. <laughs> I love it. That's, like, the best that's thing. That's the best yeah, thing that's in the, best the world. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, like, when people are very excited. They walk in, and they're like, I love to be, like, that baby, like, Debbie Downer. Like, to be like Debbie Downer, like. <laughs> just kidding man the weather is great out there yeah like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> alright well thank you um, thank you to Siobhan Spain 
thank you to mainframe studios and um yeah we'll uh see you guys soon with episode 13 13 nice yeah all right thank you everybody